everyone. Thanks so much for joining the Think Realty podcast today. I'm Eddie Wilson, the CEO and founder of Think Realty and uh, avid real estate investor. And I can't wait to have a conversation with you, uh, but with other people involved. Uh, and we've got a, a special guest today. Before we get to the guest, I want to say a quick thank you to Real Property Management. Uh, real Property Management. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to ensure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com. Many of you know that uh, uh, real estate investors, uh, as you are, I believe, real estate investors, uh, oftentimes get the, the, a bad name. They get a bad rap. And the reason is because they're taking properties and uh, oftentimes they're taking properties and they're re-performing properties. And when they're taking these properties, oftentimes it's from a distressed seller. Um, the guest today has actually reverse engineered this entire process to make sure that he's solving problems uh, with creating housing, affordable housing, so on and so forth, with, uh, with opportunities uh, in, in about 10 different markets around the country. Uh, so let's welcome to the show Atticus LeBlanc. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you today? Doing great, Eddie. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Very good. Uh, fellow Atlantan uh, here in, in my backyard, so it's really good to, uh, to speak to you today. Well, thank you. Uh, again, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I should say I was born and bred in New Orleans, so I'm still a Saints fan, even though I've been in Atlanta more than 20 years now. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I completely understand it. I'm a Browns fan, grew up in Ohio, so uh, I get it. Living, living in, in the city, but uh, not necessarily cheering for the Falcons. So <laughs> <laughs> It's healthier that way. It is. That's definitely true. But I am a Browns fan, so I don't know how much healthier. But anyways... <laughs> Tell me about PadSplit. So PadSplit is a company that you founded, um, and I think it's got a phenomenal mission. I think it's re-architecting the way that, that I think the industry will see real estate investment. Um, if you don't mind, just give us a brief overview. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as a longtime investor myself, I've been a real estate investor for, uh, for 17 years now. And uh, the idea was, look, if you want to create more affordable housing, uh, the way to, the best way to do that is to make it more profitable than whatever the alternatives that uh, that other investors have, and so that's ultimately what we did through a co-living or a shared housing model. And uh, in all my years in single-family and multifamily real estate investing and, and managing, uh, I acknowledge that there were a lot of uh, specific tasks and uh, operational efficiencies that we needed to address as a services company or as a technology marketplace uh, to make this shared housing business look and feel much more similar to a, a traditional uh, rental mindset or the way that that any landlord or housing provider would would typically operate. Uh, and so what what we do is handle individual contracts for separate bedrooms inside the same home, uh, single family or multifamily. Those individuals uh, get to access homes that are uh, all inclusive of furnishings, utilities, Wi-Fi, laundry uh, for one set rate that that doesn't fluctuate over time uh, and is usually on either uh, charged weekly or based on a customized pay period. They get paid every second Tuesday. And what that really means is 
uh, it makes it much more likely that those individuals pay, which means that we can uh, both create a, a overall housing rate that is much more affordable than anything else on the market in any market, uh, as well as uh, just much easier to budget around. Uh, and at the same time, by billing each of those separate bedrooms, it means that the uh, the vacancy of the home is much lower over a, a period of time. The renovation turn cost between residents is lower over time. And the real cash flow on average is about 2x for, uh, for our investors. We have uh, about 120 individual uh, landlords on the, on the platform right now. But, uh, but yeah, they've been earning about 2x compared to what they would have as a traditional single family rental. Uh, and at the same time, our... Uh, these rooms uh, cost uh, less than 50% of a, of a comparable one-bedroom or studio apartment uh, in the communities that they're, that they're in, and even less than an extended-stay motel room. Yeah. So it, uh, it's really a double bottom-line company trying to make housing both more affordable and more profitable simultaneously, doing, doing good, doing well. That's awesome. You know, I, uh, I love the model because uh, you're solving multiple problems at once, right? Um, uh, in a market that's gotten so hot, I mean, real estate is an unprecedented high still, even though that, you know, people are saying we're plateauing. But a lot of the issues and, you know, Think Realty and another company that I'm the leader of, the American Association of Private Lenders, we spend a lot of time in D.C. And one of the problems that they're trying to solve nationwide is affordable housing, as you know. And, um, and there's really not a lot of good solutions. You know, there's six million. Uh, there's a demand of we're, we're underbuilt, you know, close to six million homes in America. Yeah. Um, and and the problem is, is even if you built six million homes uh, and you fulfilled that demand, it doesn't mean that they're actually affordable. People can't necessarily just jump into a new home or purchase it. And so then we're building massive apartment buildings, but then those are all class A and then the rents are at the highest level. And so we're, we're yeah. exponentially increasing our problem in the country, and, and I really believe that this is one of the first solutions. I've seen a lot of people trying to do you know, tiny homes or trying to do mobile homes on land or trying to solve this problem, but this one seems to be a pretty pragmatic uh, approach. I mean, it's like, hey, I've got a house that's got three or four bedrooms, and I'm going to rent it out per bedroom based on what this person can afford. Now, so I, I want to talk about both sides, right? Let's talk about it from the renter angle first, the, the actual occupant of the home. So they have an individual lease on their room, um, and it, it's a shared space. Um, and do you, do you provide any type of like security mechanisms, you know, for them as they're coming in? You know, does every door have a lock? You know, does every door, is it, is it a shared bathroom? I mean, how does, how does it work for the actual tenant? Sure. So uh, the short answer is it depends on the host. I mean, much like Airbnb, different properties are set up differently. And we provide guidelines and brand standards that are actually based on HUD minimums. Uh, and then we increase some of those for, for fire safety and protection as well. But, but each host really has their own business model that, that they put forth. And different hosts have different spins that, that they like to put on it. But... Um, uh, you know, for for the resident coming in, the uh, as we survey our 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 residents and prospective residents, the the thing that they're looking for more than anything is one flexibility and two affordability. Uh, flexibility surprises a lot of people, and just uh, for for us, the security aspect uh, is important. It's just base case building trust, uh, but being able to do that in a way that gets them into housing very quickly as well. 
So the way that it, it operates functionally is typically people have a, a smart lock on the exterior of the property and the code to that smart lock is generated by our system ordinarily as soon as they book the room and it is, it is theirs and theirs alone. So every person in the home has their own specific user ID that gets them into the property. Uh, and then depending on the host, uh, the, 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 the doors inside the home uh, could have electronic locks, they could have mechanical uh, uh, push button locks, they could have traditional key locks. Uh, that's really depends on, on what the business model of that individual host happens to be. Um, but the, the most important thing for us is that when, uh, when residents come or prospective residents come to the site, uh, they apply to become a member of, uh, of PadSplit. And that means that they're passing a background check. Uh, it means that we are verifying their identity. Uh, we are verifying their income and employment. Uh, and then we're looking for evictions in, in past history uh, as well. Uh, we're pulling credit information, but what we found there's really no correlation between their credit score and their payment, believe it or not. Uh, and so we've been testing a lot of the, the traditional hypotheses that landlords have had for, for decades uh, and really running those uh, those hypotheses against the data to determine, hey, where do we need to where do we need to play, and how can we add value and access this portion of the population that comprises over a third of the entire rental populace of the U.S. and give them access to these affordable rooms very very quickly with very few barriers to entry, uh, because the name of the game and our our primary value prop for for anyone to be able to to get better returns for investors is that we have to fill rooms very quickly. We have to keep them filled uh, and, and keep people paying on time. Yeah, so uh, everything that we do is, is really based around uh, meeting those, those objectives and, and building trust within the, the broader ecosystem. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, the specifics within each home are, are still very much left up to the host and um, different, different folks have, uh, have different strategies that, that they want to put forth. Uh, and we're continuing to iterate on the technology to be able to uh, to add more flexibility there for hosts, whether they want to cater to students or traveling nurses or I don't know farmers or whomever. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a big big part of our value proposition. That's awesome. So, kind of talking about the renter side, let's talk about the investor side. So, um, this obviously makes sense for a lot of of different areas, like you just said. I mean, it could be. Um, student housing, it could be, you know, just transient professionals like you're talking about, you know, it could be pilots, the airline industry right now is highly transient, it could be nurses or the medical profession. Um, but if I'm a landlord, let's say, and I, and I am, I've, I've got a lot of doors uh, across the country and multiple markets. Um, how do I identify uh, if one of my houses uh, makes sense for a platform like this? I mean, obviously, the 2x return sounds fantastic, you know, like uh, the thought of, you know, increasing my, my output, and especially on properties that maybe aren't performing like I thought they would when I first purchased. Uh, maybe the cash flow isn't up to what I, I thought it would be. Um, you know, how do I identify what, what makes sense for one? Sure. Yeah, I mean, the first thing you think about is inefficiency. Hmm. And uh, in, in your rental portfolio, I, I'd ask, like, how much do you get for formal dining rooms right now on a per square foot basis? Right. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're effectively worthless. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the first question to ask is how much inefficient use of space do you have in those homes? Uh, and, and might those homes be close to centers of employment? 
because uh, if we if we acknowledge that, I mean, it's on the front page of, of every newspaper in the country uh, that workers can't afford housing, period. Right. I mean, the, you look in Atlanta uh, where metro area average studio rent is seventeen hundred bucks a month, uh, meaning that you need income of greater than $62,000 a year just to qualify for that unit. Okay, well, how many workers make less than 62 grand a year? There's a massive mismatch there in terms of what the population of earners is is actually making for a lot of those frontline jobs. I mean, a lot of just jobs, period. And uh, and where are those houses in relation to those to those jobs? Uh, and then what are the, the inefficiencies in that particular home that you can take advantage of? So uh, conversion of if you have uh, a formal dining room, as, as mentioned, uh, or a living room and a den or uh, a finished basement, potentially with uh, as long as it has window egress. And there are lots of spaces that uh, all of a sudden you realize, well, wait a second, if I can monetize that as an individual bedroom for a person uh, who's working in this area, and offer it for even 600 bucks a month, uh, well, that's $600 a month that you would not have otherwise been, been earning. Uh, and so those, those typically make the most ideal properties, but on the whole, if you look at just the size of single family homes over the last 60 years, they've, they've tripled in size. Uh, meanwhile, you look at the demography of uh, what's happened in our family makeup, household sizes, population, and that's come down significantly as as boomers age, as millennials wait longer and longer to, to get married and, and start families. Uh, and so you have a lot of, of significant trends uh, that have increased the demand for these, these single, uh, single resident units, and there's nowhere for people to go. So uh, that's, that's certainly more prevalent in, in some markets than others. But when I first started, I thought it would be largely urban areas, and that turns out not to be true. Uh, I mean, we have... We have homes out in the exurbs, uh, particularly if you're in proximity to uh, Amazon warehouse or uh, some sort of factory. And the reality is there's, there's a housing crunch there as well. Uh, and so it, it, can, it can operate really well in a number of different use cases. But, uh, but if you have any other questions, I, I, would, I would say for, for yourself and all your listeners who want to evaluate a model, uh, get in touch with one of our one of our reps, and and they'd be happy to walk you through and and figure out uh, where the the interest may be aligned and and what we think uh, may be a successful successful property for conversion. Yeah, that makes total sense. You know, my first thought, just as you're talking, was urban areas, right? Like we both live in and around Atlanta, and my first thought is is putting something in you know Midtown or the Virginia Highlands or some of those like highly concentrated urban areas. But, yep. you know, as you've been talking, it's like I start thinking about the real need is probably, you know, in Atlanta, more Roswell and Alpharetta and Marietta, okay. because that that area is so is just starving for um, for workforce housing. Like it just doesn't okay. exist. You know, the average house size in Alpharetta, Georgia is like thirty six hundred square feet. And it's like, yeah. you know, you, you can't, you know, and and so it doesn't make sense to purchase those from a rental portfolio standpoint because the, the risk return is just not there unless you start thinking like like you are, which is there is an Amazon warehouse there. There is, you know, there's massive, it's a massive data center. There's so much workforce housing needed. So, and I love the reframing of that. And if, and if I'm a, a viewer today, if you're a Think Realty viewer and you're listening to this, um, I think, and, and you have a portfolio, I think you owe it to yourself to go to padsplit.com 
and check this out because uh, I know I'm going to. I think it makes total sense. Um, and with, with where we are in the economy today, um, you know, we're going to have to get innovative. I mean, interest rates are increasing. Demand is, is still keeping the, the, the market pricing high. Um, so increased demand, interest rates high. We're going to have to find, you know, in this space ways to find higher yield. And this is a, a potential one. So, um, so what the best way to, for them to get a hold of you or to get to the website is just padsplit.com and check it out? You got it. Yeah, just, uh, just click on padsplit.com. There's a, a label at the top for hosts and uh, would, would love to, to chat with anybody interested in, in hosting uh, and uh, both making, making more money and making a difference in their, in their communities. And the, the other piece I would add is it's, it's not even just the, the people at the Amazon warehouse. It's like, think about your favorite sit-down restaurant in whatever neighborhood you're in and talk to people in the kitchen or, or some of the, the wait staff or, or the people busting tables and figure out, wait a second, where can this person actually afford to live? Uh, and have conversations with some of those people and you'll, you'll start to uh, get your eyes open pretty quickly with what people are, what people are doing right now for, for housing options and uh, how this can be a real opportunity in that community. Yeah, that's fantastic opportunity. Thank you so much for, for being a guest today. I think it brought a lot of value to our viewers uh, and appreciate all you're doing. I, I think there's, there are very few real estate investors that are really focused on creating a solution to the affordable housing issue and crisis we have. So I appreciate uh, that about your company and uh, appreciate the effort that uh, you have going across the country. Well, thanks, Eddie. Yeah, it's all about uh, both being pragmatic and being sustainable and, and really just adding value over time to, to all stakeholders Very good. Uh, wherever we can. So really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Think Realty uh, viewer, if you, are, uh, uh, if you are in the Tampa area uh, coming up in July, July 21st through 22nd, uh, we have a Think Realty conference that we would love for you to be a part of. Uh, set your sights on making the rest of 2022 and 2023 a success with more knowledge and know-how by learning and networking with top-tier real estate investment pros. For a limited time, uh, you receive a buy one, get one deal on our Tampa tickets. Go to the website, register for two tickets, and put in the code PODCAST. Put in the code PODCAST, and then check out, and you'll receive a buy one, get one uh, special just for you listening. Uh, you can go to thinkreality.com forward slash Tampa, thinkreality.com forward slash Tampa. And again, get your tickets for July 21st and 22nd. Florida is the hottest state in the union for real estate investing. Uh, even if you're not in Tampa uh, and you're in maybe the Southeast or you're uh, considering moving to Florida, maybe you're in the Northeast, uh, you're going to want to make sure uh, to be a part of that conference. Uh, it's, it's sure to be a good one. We've got some fantastic speakers. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com. Uh, I want to thank you so much for viewing today and listening. Uh, it's been my honor to host this podcast. As the founder of Think Realty, um, I love uh, to interact with you. We built this platform and this media platform for you, the real estate investor. I hope uh, the interview with Atticus brought some thoughts uh, into your head that are going to create innovation 
in the real estate investment space. Thank you so much for watching. Follow us on all the socials. You can follow me personally at Eddie Wilson Official, uh, or you can follow us at WeThinkRealty.com, uh, or I'm sorry, WeThinkRealty at all the different platforms like Instagram and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, we're out there, so get involved with us. Uh, send us in your questions and uh, make sure you continue to follow and share. Have a great day and uh, keep investing. Mm -hmm.